the asset itself is creating nothing. I think it's a scumball activity. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. All the rage, but what the hell is it? The technical answer in Bitcoins is that Bitcoins is a remarkable cryptographic achievement. It, it is a huge deal. It's a huge, huge, huge deal. If people have got lots of Bitcoins and they want to go to space, um, I'd much rather they um, spend that money on our spaceship. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Bitcoin Briefly, a beginner-friendly podcast about economics, technology and the people involved in Bitcoin. I'm your host, Max, a Swedish university student, aspiring developer and a total, total Bitcoin geek for the past 12 months. So much that I feel like I need to start a podcast so I can talk even more about it and hopefully stop annoying my friends and family by bringing it up a bit too often. So my goal with Bitcoin briefly is to create the perfect resource for all the people who's just getting interested in Bitcoin and kind of want to figure out what the hell it is. Basically where I was 12 months ago. Podcasts have been extremely valuable for me in my Bitcoin journey and I truly believe it's a great way to learn about such a complex topic as Bitcoin. While at the same time I get to further my understanding of it by talking it out with some of the guys and girls in the field who really know their stuff. Because I am in no way an expert in this field and only really just started a journey down the rabbit hole that learning about Bitcoin is. I've been to a few of these Bitcoin and blockchain conferences the last year and it's been very clear to me that discussions with the people that has been in this space longer than me has been crucial in my learning process. However, these first episodes will just be me talking but I have some great interviews with some very knowledgeable people lined up that will be released on a weekly basis. So I'm very excited about this project to say the least. I am also writing up a weekly newsletter where I create all the major headlines, greatest reads and probably a bit of my opinions as well. You can sign up for that over at bitcoinbriefly.com and uh, while you're over there be sure to join the telegram group I set up for this project. Uh, My idea is that uh, it could be an awesome way to connect, discuss and learn with all the other people interested in this topic. For this first episode, I will simply start basically all the way back to the beginnings with uh, reading one text written by Nick Custodian back in December 2013. I think the price was around $900 per Bitcoin. I think it's one of the best explanations for Bitcoin or what Bitcoin is uh, at the highest level possible. So if you never even heard of Bitcoin, this would be the perfect thing for you and if you already know some stuff about Bitcoin this might be useful uh, in explaining it to your friends and family. I hope you enjoy it. Explain Bitcoin like I'm five if you still can't figure out what the heck a Bitcoin is. So we're sitting on our park bench. It's a great day. I have one apple with me and I give it to you. You now have one apple and I have zero. That was simple, right? But let's look closer at what happened. My apple was physically put into your hand. You know it happened. I was there. You were there. You touched it. We didn't need a third person there to help us make the transfer. We didn't need to pull in Uncle Tommy, who's a famous judge, to sit with us on the bench and confirm that the apple went from me to you. The apple is yours. I can't give you another apple because I don't have any left. I can't control it anymore. 
the apple left my possession completely. You have full control over the apple now. You can give it to your friend if you want, and then that friend can give it to his friend, and so on and so on. So that's what an in-person exchange looks like. I guess it's really the same whether I'm giving a banana, a book, or say a quarter, or a dollar bill. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to apples. Now say I have one digital apple. Ah, now it gets interesting. How do you know that that digital apple that used to be mine is now yours and only yours? Think about it for a second. It's more complicated, right? How do you know that I didn't send that apple to Uncle Tommy as an email attachment first? Or your friend Joe? Or my friend Lisa too? Maybe I made a couple of copies of that digital apple on my computer. Maybe I put it up on the internet and one million people downloaded it. As you see, this digital exchange is a bit of a problem. Sending digital apples doesn't look like sending physical apples. Some brainy computer scientists actually have a name for this problem. It's called the double spending problem. But don't worry about it. All you need to know is that it's confused them for quite some time and they never sold it. Until now. But let's try to think of a solution on our own. Maybe these digital apples need to be tracked in a ledger. It's basically a book where you track all transactions. An accounting book. This ledger, since it's digital, needs to live in its own world and have someone in charge of it. Say just like World of Warcraft, Blizzard, the guys who created the online game, have a digital ledger of all the rare flaming fire swords that exist in their system. So cool. Someone like them could keep track of our digital apples. Awesome, we solved it. There is a bit of a problem though. First, what if some guy over at Blizzard created more? He could just add a couple of digital apples to his balance whenever he wants. Secondly, it's not exactly like when we were on the bench that one day. It was just you and me then. Going for Blizzard is like pulling in Uncle Tommy, a third party, out of court for all our park bench transactions. How can I just hand over my digital apple to you, like, you know, the usual way? Is there any way to closely replicate our park bench, just you and me, transaction digitally? Seems kind of tough. But what if we gave this ledger to everybody? Instead of the ledger living on a Blizzard computer, it lived in everybody's computers. All the transactions that have ever happened from all time in digital apples will be recorded in it. You can't cheat it. I can't send you digital apples I don't have because then it wouldn't sync up with everybody in the system. It'd be a tough system to beat, especially if it got really big. Plus, it's not controlled by one person. So I know there's no one that can just decide to give himself more digital apples. The rules of the system were already defined at the beginning, and the code and rules are open source. It's there for the smart people to contribute to, maintain, secure, improve on, and check on. You could participate in the network too, and update the ledger and make sure it all checks out. For the trouble, you could get like 25 digital apples as a reward. In fact, that's the only way to create more digital apples in the system. Okay, I simplified quite a bit, but that system I explained exists. It's called a Bitcoin protocol. And those digital apples are the bitcoins within the system. So, did you see what happened? What does the public ledger enable? First, it's open source, remember? The total number of apples was defined in the public ledger at the beginning. I know the exact amount that exists. 
within the system, I know they are limited or scarce. Secondly, when I make an exchange, I know that Digital Apples left my possession and is now completely yours. I used to not be able to say that about digital things. It will be updated and verified by the public ledger. Thirdly, because it's a public ledger, I didn't need Uncle Tommy, a third party, to make sure I didn't cheat or make extra copies for myself or send apples twice or thrice. Within the system, the exchange of a digital apple is now just like the exchange of a physical one. It's now as good as seeing a physical apple leave my hand and drop it into your pocket. And just like on the park bench, the exchange involved two people only, you and me. We didn't need Uncle Tommy there to make it valid. In other words, it behaves like a physical object. But you know what's cool? It's still digital. We can now deal with 1000 apples or 1 million apples or even a fraction of an apple. I can send it with a click of a button and I can still drop it in your digital pocket if I was in Nicaragua and you were all the way in New York. I can even make other digital things right on top of these digital apples. It's digital after all. Maybe I can attach some text on it, a digital note. Or maybe I can attach more important things like, like say a contract or a stock certificate or an ID card. So this is great. How should we treat or value these digital apples? They're quite useful, aren't they? Well, a lot of people are arguing over it now. There's a debate between this and that economic school, between politicians, between programmers. Don't listen to all of them though. Some people are smart, some are misinformed. Some say the system is worth a lot, some say it's actually worth zero. Some guy actually put a hard number, say 1000 per apple. Some say it's digital gold, some are currency. Others say it is just like tulips. Some people say it changed the world. Some say it's just a fad. I have my own opinion about it. That's a story for another time though. But kid, you now know more about Bitcoin than most. The end. Okay, so that's it for the first episode ever of Bitcoin Briefly. Uh, be sure to head over to bitcoinbriefly.com. Sign up for the newsletter and please, please share this podcast with your friends and family that you think should learn about Bitcoin. My opinion is that learning is definitely more fun together and I have some great episodes coming up that they should not miss. Lastly, uh, I would really appreciate if you would give this podcast a review on iTunes. It will help me tremendously and keep me going with this uh, podcast. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great day.